Hello, people, and welcome to another fabulous episode of Who's That Anime with me, Colin, and co-host Steve. Hello. Uh, this week, we'll be talking about the second part of the her- the disappearance of Huri Suzabia. Um, uh, last week, we left off with the cliffhanger of Huri Suzumiya is still in the world. And he know yep. Kion now knows where he is. She is, even. Where she is. It, it's uh yeah, it's uh all of a sudden um it has become a possibility that maybe the world isn't as different as he thought. So not full on different, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. So essentially now he's left school. Mm-hmm. He's just jumping straight to the other school. <laughs> he gets there. Yeah. He's he's so eager to get there. He gets there actually an hour before they let out for the day. Yeah, yeah. Sky even took us Sky for half a day to go to this school. As he <laughs> yeah. runs along the streets to almost faster than the train, but not quite. The train overtakes him. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. He does he does race a train. Yeah, um, yeah. So he's uh, he's waiting about for an hour and goes, "Oh, I can just brashly go in, but I'm not, not hurry, hurry, hurry." That's hard, hard thing. I'm more cautious, so he waits. Yep, and waits like a creepy stalker. He does. He does. <laughs> and of course, he starts to see all the kids leaving school. He's like, you know, I have a 50-50 chance of seeing her here, because I don't know where he gets 50-50 from, but I, guess, I think what he means is, is she's either here or she's at an after-school club. So I guess it is kind of 50-50 dependent on her decision. Yeah. But uh, he's uh, scoping out the crowd, and all of a sudden, he sees her. Mm-hmm. And not only does he see her, but he sees Koizumi, who's talking with her. Yeah, as uh, she has a big skull on her face of like, I'm going to destroy the world type thing. She does not look happy. He does remark on that how he remembers her the first time he met. It's the same face. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same face. And he starts to make these uh, um, these judgments through it all type thing. Um yeah, and then uh, he kind of a bit shy at this point. He doesn't want to jump out and go, "Hurry!" Like he does with the um, what's her name? Uh, with uh, Mikuru. Yeah, Mikuru. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't want to do that. Uh, well, one he knows that uh, Hurry would just like beat him up. She, she's not as uh, timid, I'd say. No, but uh, yeah, you can see the internal struggle because he has he spent these two days deeply worried that he'll never be able to get his his life back to the way it was before. Um, to the point where he's he he wants to yell and he wants to run over, but can't 
it's really struggling to get moving. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's supposed to symbolize just like a sort of combination of fear and excitement, or if it's reluctance to like it's like I I don't want to give myself more hope. I don't want to give myself false hope sort of thing. Like maybe if I just don't do this, then, you know, I can't, can't, uh, can't fail if I don't try sort of thing. Um, yeah. Oh, but he but does sure. it. He, he, he breaks through that. He does. And speaks to him. And she's like, who the hell are you, stalker boy? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Get lost. She's forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, as then, with the others, he surprises them with, you know, knowing who they are. To a degree, yeah. I think does that, and then it's like, all right. And then she walks away anyway. She does, yeah. And then he's like, I know you. what you did three years ago. And she's like, yeah, so what? And he's like, but I also know you weren't alone. There was a guy there with a girl. Yeah, <laughs> with with uh, an unconscious Mikuru, I mean a girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then... Um, she not like to attack him or something at that point. She does, yeah. She kicks him in the legs. Yeah. And takes him to the ground. Yep. Uh, and then, and there's a policeman at this point who's like, kind of like, hey, whoa, 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 hey, <laughs> uh, and he's doing a really shit job because, you know, uh, he'd been trying to stop it and hadn't, and then eventually he's like, oh, somebody should get a teacher, and it's like, are you a police officer? <laughs> I think he's the security guard that you saw at the door. Oh, okay. <laughs> the school has a security. I was it was like, oh, somebody better get a teacher. What to do your job for you? Yeah. <laughs> Because there was a incredible, yeah, there was a like a guard or something like a guard post and a, a barrier in front of the yeah, you're, you're right, it probably is that, um, probably is that. Anyway, so I have a conversation and he, and he goes, so Who the hell are you? type thing, and he goes, I'm John Smith, and she's like, What? That's, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because she's got he's on his knees at this point, yeah. and did she not headbutt him? Possibly. Like, cause I like I, I for some reason I have it in my head that like he's in literal agony, and I thought he was just being a prick at that point. And she's like, "Who are you anyway?" He's like, "I'm John Smith," and it was like, "Oh no, wait, wait, wait! That that name has relevance. That's not just that's not a throwaway thing." Yeah. Um, that was the that was the name he used that night where she uh had him carve out those symbols on the baseball field. Yeah. Yeah. School. Yeah. Got home to do all the work. Uh, as a eleven-year-old kid or something. Um, anyway, yeah. uh, I think at that point she goes, "All right, what?" Um, and they go away to a cafe at that point. If yep. I remember. And then cries me like, "So wait, what?" There's a, there's an alien, a time traveler, and I'm an Esper, and Harry is like the all innocent god type being. What a story! Yeah, um, yeah, he's he's very uh, he's he's very spe- he's speaking down to him quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he comes up with like 
some brain scheme idea what potentially could have happened to him if he was telling the truth. Like maybe he's ju- jumped timelines, or maybe the timeline got raised and he's the only one remembering for whatever reason. Uh, and then they discuss more about this realization. And then he also then talks, say, oh, yeah, maybe it was like um, people from another dimension came in and like moved things around just for the hell of it. This one. Yeah. Whereas uh, Puri is like all all years and really excited about it because it's it's like her life dream. (laughs) Yeah. Like it sounds, she, she gets immediately excited at the idea that there is a life better than the one she has right now, or more interesting than the one she has right now. Um, and then kind of is like, well, we better get going. Um, he's <laughs> like, wait, to, to do what? He's like, oh, we have people to find. Yeah, we're off to your school. She got, yeah, got to say when, when she was when he was on the knees and he said John Smith and she eyed him up and he's like, oh yeah, you're from North School or whatever the school's called. And uh, yeah, North High, North High, and he's was he was wearing the same uniform, sort of. Yep. Well, not really, because that was the middle of summer, uh, and it's now the middle of winter <laughs> where it's freezing. Yeah, where it's Baltic. Um. Anyway, so they head to the his school, and they're like, "Oh shit! How, well, how uh, are we going?" Wait, to you you missed you missed a small bit. Sorry, because right. there's the bit where, uh. For once, uh, when she leaves, uh, Poisame is like, "I will pay for Haruhi and my my bit, my part of lunch." Um, and he gets to the conversation about what his place with like wants oh, yeah. to deal with him and Haruhi, and uh, Poisame is very very upfront in that he's just he's in love with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of takes a very sort of again, like we get to this sort of somber tone where he's like, you know, but. I think she's growing quite bored of me. Yeah, uh, and she doesn't feel the same. It's like that's that's incredibly sad. <laughs> and yet here you are, paying for her lunch and doing everything for her. Um, yeah. yeah, just just a kind of a, a sad aside. Also, his voice actor, Koizumi's uh, voice actor, which I did not know this at the time, mm-hmm. flashed the stampede. Was he? Maybe. Hang on. Maybe getting them confused. No, nope, he was totally Vash the Stampede. He was Vash the Stampede. Yep. Where? And also, he was a Power Ranger. He was a Power Ranger? Yep. God, not the Power Rangers again. We've had this big conversation. I know, I know. We talked about Power Rangers for ages, and I've started listening to a podcast about Power Rangers now, and now I'm more interested in Power Rangers than I was even before. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But, like, yeah, his uh, his name is uh, uh, Johnny Young Bosch. And he was, I believe, Adam in Power Rangers. Original. Yes, he was in seasons two and three as the Red Ranger. Oh, did they switch out the Red Ranger? I believe so, yeah. Well, all right. That oh, guy didn't uh, think he was born anywhere. Uh... Oh, maybe, maybe I'm getting confused. Hang on. Uh, sorry, he was the second Black Ranger, not the Red Ranger. My apologies. 
All right, okay. It was Rocky DeSantos who was uh, the second Red Ranger. Okay, there you go. There's the not a Power Rangers podcast. So yeah, there's your trivia for you. Power Ranger trivia about Puris and also Trigun trivia. Yeah, Vash the Sampede, the English voice actor. Yep, I I love Trigun. Yeah, I watched it when it was in Japanese, so. and it just sounded really I, weird. I like the I like the dub. I like the dub. Love and peace. <laughs> also, the last episode or two, they 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 don't sound as impactful in in English. <laughs> <laughs> the last two episodes, it's not. Uh, yeah, like because you start to uncover, you know, what his deal is. Yeah, sounds a bit lame in English. Oh, I suppose because oh. he's a he's a plant. Yeah, that wasn't last two episodes. That was like covered like episode eight or something. I think when they first learned <laughs> I about thought knives. it was like the last the last couple of episodes. No, um, I, I swear is he does this thing and he's all like, "I got to go and stop knives," and then he meets up with knives again. Well, that's the backstory, isn't it? That's why he wiped out the town. Yep. But see, not like... There's, like, episodes where he has a lot of backstory. Like, he goes to a plant uh, which still working on its fell from one of the, the spaceships and has, like, his bro- one of his brother or sisters in it beforehand. And there's a lot of backstory of him and Rem beforehand. He, he was in love with Rem and Knives was jealous of that. I mean, who called the fucking kid Knives anyway? What the hell? Bash, I can get his Knives. Have you ever seen the video? Sorry, we're getting very off topic here, but this really does make me laugh. Is there's a this really short video I've seen online where uh, it's like a kid running around a table at a party, and his mum says to him like, "Oh, what do you have there?" And he goes, "A knife." And she goes. <laughs> just, he's, he's legit just running around with a knife <laughs> her reaction's amazing she's like just asking oh what, what you got there it's like oh knife oh god <laughs> yeah <laughs> I have to save my child and the other children no yeah. excuse me oh jesus um, but yeah we, maybe we should do a trigon at some point I don't know I'll have trigon uh, it's, uh, it's on Netflix I own the DVDs. I do not. I, I saw some Netflix. weird <laughs> Russian bootleg shit that I bought off Amazon twenty oh. plus years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I bought them from maybe my mate. It was like all the yeah. episodes on like four discs or something. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's the one. I've got yeah. that, and I've got Helsing, and I've got Escaflone, and I've got Serial Experiments Lane, all in the same style. Yeah, they were so much cheaper. <laughs> oh, they really were. It was great. And no was... tax. <laughs> yeah, the tax was coming for you, man. Anyway, um, where were we at? Uh, cafe. So Kion. Yep, cafe. They're just they're just left. They're they're. Get, she's like running ahead to get a cab. He's like, come on, I can hurry up. Yeah, <laughs> got shit to do. That cab will, will get over, and then they get over, and the school's closed. And I was like, oh no, the school's closed. Uh, and then they borrow some gym outfits and pretend that they're were out for a run. They use his gym outfit. Ah. 
Uh, and he, she's like, I hope these are washed. And he's like, they were a week ago. Uh, and she's like wearing like these massive trousers and a t-shirt and it's not cold in the slightest and uh, you know, Koizumi's there in like, a shorts and t-shirt and he's freezing and he's like, would it be okay please if I was to maybe wear the jumper? And she's like, no I need the jumper to cover our bags Yeah, because that's a thing. I don't know Yeah, It doesn't seem like a thing for and you know, kids would just come from different schools in our country and just walk in without a hat, care in the world. Yeah. And then So she just like they do the pretend running shit. Yeah. And just run into the school. It's got got the, the, the pony tail bit. Got Keon. Oh yeah, shit, that's right. Can you put your hair hair in a ponytail and she's like, Why? Just because it'll make you look like you're yeah. running or something. So okay. That's a good idea. And yeah. then, then he comes away with some smooth line. Uh, I can, is it weird that I can remember, I think, almost exactly the percentage that he says she looks of the thing, but not the thing? I think he says, like, you look about 38% more Cute. successful or something like that. Right. Uh, it's, it's something like that. Yeah. I can't she tells that. him to shut up. But she blushes a bit. <laughs> she does. She does. There you go. Yeah. Wow. She has a, a human reaction. <laughs> I don't For a think... human, she doesn't have many of those. She doesn't seem to react like that at all. Like she was very brash and open, and doesn't really care how she who sees her in a way. She's changing in that. Yeah. Almost a thing it happened when she changed into the things. Oh, I've got a t-shirt on her under this. That's... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so then they run into the school, and uh, Kiyon goes, "Oh shit! I, I totally said I'd meet Yuki at the the club, and I totally forgot. I hope she's still there, type thing." Uh, and then they change yeah. their plan and go, "Oh, we're going to find the other people first. Yeah, we're going to go to find uh, Mikuru first. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she like." Comes to the door and it's like, this is it, this is it. She, what is it? To the calligraphy club. Yeah. And uh, they run along there, gets to the door, and she's like, is there a Miss Miraku, Mikuru Arsena here? She's like, um, yeah, it's like, I'm from internal affairs or something. <laughs> uh, you're going to have to come with me right now. It's like, but I haven't done anything. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a student body. <laughs> but it's the student, student body internal affairs. Yeah. <laughs> He had to come with us. And he's like, I, I told her not to be so brash. Because <laughs> she kicks the door down. <laughs> she properly like, kicks the door in, yeah. Kicks the door in and just immediately yells for the person. It's like, yep. Nondescript. Yeah, Nailed it. Come with us. And then they go back to the club room to meet Yuki. And yep. then they're all in the room. And then uh, Harry locks the door behind Jimmy Crew. <laughs> That's right, and she starts up a bit of a panic. Then why are you locking the door? <laughs> yeah, saw people coming in. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then they kind of all gather and discuss who they are and stuff, and then think what's happening. How, how's how's this going to progress? Yeah, and, and Yuki's standing next to the computer at the time, 
and it suddenly flashes on to a console. I think that's the thing is that, yeah, it, it, like it wasn't on and now it's on all of a sudden. And the thing that it's it struck Kion, because I think to, Kyo, to Kion's mind, she was going to help him get back home. But that's not her focus. Her focus is now the realization that she can do more in this world and that she wants her own SOS brigade, whether it needs to be called that or whether it needs to be where it is now or was before is not important. But that's, he's like, it sounds an awful lot like you're just trying to, you know, recreate the SOS brigade here. And she's like, yep, sure am. Yeah. Uh, uh, kind and, uh... of not, not really all that fussed about the other thing we were doing. Yeah, she did moan about that the the club room's too far away from her. It's like, oh, this is this is yep. no good at all because it's miles away from where I am. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you're right. Yeah, the computer switches itself on, and uh, I, I, like like this is another one of these sort of like uh, genuine moments of um, of connection with a character. I think like uh, where you see. Um, uh, N Yuki the username show up on the on the screen and he he kind of breaks into tears at the idea that like oh, oh she's she's connecting like she's able to talk to me and this is like there might be a way out of this still and like it's that it's sort of a nice um thought of like his uh his being so pleased to hear from someone from where he was before like mm. it, it it just is it's quite a quite a nice scene um and of course then the, the the text happens the screeds of text about how you know you have the five keys now which is basically all of you mm. um and now you have an opportunity um and you only have one chance uh and it's the idea of you can, we can change this, we can fix this to go back to the way things were mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and the decision is up to you. Yeah. Um, I think there's a real, and I, I, I don't want to like drag you down a long, long <laughs> route here, but there's like a real, there's a very heavy emotional toll in this choice that is not even fully realized yet. Uh-huh. Because to us, and I'm sort of foreshadowing a little bit here, this is Kion's choice to make. It is his choice to make. But the important thing is that, that it, not that it's his choice to make. It's that it's someone's choice to offer. And I think that's the, that's the key to this. Like... I this scene is beautiful, like the the sort of the Kion sitting in the spotlight on the on the school desk, with the 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 the, the note the, the the bookmark in one spotlight mm-hmm. uh, to signify the ability to go back to the way things were, and and in the other spotlight the um, the literature club uh, uh, joining form. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that Yuki gave him uh, to signify the the ability to to stay stay where things are now. 
Yeah. Um, and that that sort of internal struggle. Uh, I personally, uh, I. I appreciate the choice they made. I understand, like, because obviously, you know, we want to go back to normal, mm-hmm. and that is the that's the decision he makes after all that. And there's the kind of internal fight with himself. Uh-huh. Uh Is that at this point, or is that further mm. on? I'm trying oh, that's to remember. Further on. That's further on. That's he, further on. Well, he's he's got the. This this is the justification. That's the justification that's, uh, yeah. for his choice. Yeah. Because he's got the choice uh, at this moment. Um, Cause, yeah, because all he needs to do is hit enter, right? I think to to he, start the sequence. Yeah, I think he just says yes and enter, why and enter. But I would say um, that, you know, the entire like, two seasons he's been bitching and moaning that why the hell are we doing this? What, what, what we're doing? Like, please leave yep. me alone type thing. For the entire and yet, <laughs> yeah, he's still crazy. Here obviously. we are. Yeah, and it, it, that that bothered me. There, like right here and now, um, like before I, again, like before we changed the focus of that, um, that decision, that that choice that can be made, like the choice he makes there to me. I I, I wanted him to choose it. I wanted him to hit enter because I wanted to to go down that path, mm-hmm. but there was something about the ability for him to choose that didn't sit well with me. Mm. All right, you know, because like, well, it, not not in a bad way, just like, because the thing is, is normally in the show, what would happen is, is it would be it would come in the way of an instruction. Yeah, it's to do it, just do this. Yeah, but that's not the way it's presented here. It's presented. It's not presented as instruction. It's presented as choice. You have a choice to make. Yeah. And it's 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 not that different, but it is subtly different. And it's that it's the it's the difference. It's the subtlety where I think the the real interest lies there because it does open up so much more uh, around that. But but as you say, like he he, despite bitching and bring <laughs> through two seasons worth of this, decides that it's like yeah, I I need to go back. Like I miss this. I miss my friends. And I miss, I miss the way things were. Mm-hmm. Um. And he sort of uh, I guess it, it seems like he's almost leaving his own body. Yeah. Kind of like falls backwards. Yeah. And then wakes up in the, the room with the computer. Yeah. No one else there. No one just, else. There. Just him. Yep. And, the um, and he's like, right, I need to work out where what's happened now. And runs out the yeah, room. Yeah, because he, he doesn't know when or where he is or. Yeah, uh, but what he does realize is that holy shit, it's it's warm. Oh yeah, uh, it's no longer cold. Um, and uh, yeah, that was a it's obviously a a very big difference. Um, because obviously we've been talking about the the cold and 
I, I don't know one way to interpret that I suppose is, is that the cold is the further away he is from what he wants and the norm the warmth is him starting to get closer to where he wants to be oh, I um I suppose maybe yeah well you can see that I'm not sure that's kind of the metaphor with the the cold and warmth in this Right. No, I I think there's 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 other interpretation. Like I think there's mm. there's a lot to do with like uh, the concept of uh, of of sort of always being around and always being there and things like that that we can we can probably go into. But mm. yeah, he, he he wakes up. He's in the warmth. He like barrels himself over the school gate because <laughs> it's locked up. Yeah, and it's uh, I think like the middle of the night at this point. Um, quite late at night, anyway. Yeah, and then he goes yeah. to the. The convenience store, which I think is the one yep, back. next to UK's it's, place. Yeah, it's the, fa- the family mart. It's the yeah. family mart from earlier on, yeah. He walks in, looks at the paper, uh, and realises it's the 7th of the 7th. Yep. Three years, Three ago. years ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, which is an important date. Yeah. So, it's mentioned three years ago that Harry did something. Uh, yep. In a in their old school, and it's the same night as that night. Um, did you notice how when he walks in, the storekeeper just kind of not looked at him, and then uh, there's a guy walking behind him, and he goes, "Oh, welcome, sir." Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. That. So I don't I don't know if that's anything like it just because he walks further into the store where he just walks to the newspaper stand. I, it was more. Uh, it was almost like there was a soft focus on that person walking past. Like we were supposed to know who that person was, and I, I thought, don't know why. I thought it might have been Kaiser me back back of his head. It kind of looked like him. Yeah, but maybe not. Maybe. That, I mean, it, the thing is, is it very well could have been as well because he wouldn't have known Kion mm-hmm. anyway at that point. So, well. Maybe. Don't know how powerful the organization is. <laughs> well, no, because I. Well, no, because they, they meet, right? They meet at. Um, at the school, yeah. At the school. But it doesn't. He's, he's a shady character, man. True, true. <laughs> he's, true. Got, he's got all these. Although like, that would be. That's also the night he got his powers. That is true. Uh, anyway. So he finds out it's that night, and then. I think he, he goes, oh, it's that night. This is the night we did this stuff. But I'm going to go to the park. Because it's about that time. Yeah. And I'm about to leave the park with the, the young one. And we'll have the the older uh, Mickey Yeah, because this is, this is hearkening back to the episode where they went back in time. And we saw the, the older Mikuru while the younger Mikuru was unconscious. Um... And in this, in this, we see that Kion of that time takes the younger Mikuru and goes to the field to do what happened with uh, Harry. with uh, Haruhi. Mm-hmm. But the uh, but Kion, who has appeared there now, uh, catches up with the older Mikuru and kind of starts that conversation of like, "Do you know who I am?" And she's like, "Oh, I, yeah, I know all of this." Yeah. Like I know, I I I I know not just who you are, but who you are and when you're from. Yeah. Uh, 
because uh, as as we know, Mikuru is a a time traveler. Um, yeah, and uh, she uh, she was always talking about how things were classified, and I think now now we're about to start to get a bit more detail around that. <laughs> yeah, certainly are, and he's um. Yeah, so things are starting to get a bit back to normal. Like there's the time travelers, and their one is back to normal, uh, and such. Uh, and they're having a conversation on the park bench, saying that there is something I missed earlier when he first meets uh, Harry in the the boring timeline. Let's call it the boring timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, "Oh, John Smith also said something else to me." And he's like, I don't remember that crap. I didn't see that. Yeah, she said. Uh, she said that John Smith said, uh, "John Smith wishes you all the success in your <laughs> your future endeavors, or whatever it was." Yeah, and he's like, I didn't see that. And then I think uh, older Mickey says, "Yeah, you go. You go and go and say that to her, and then we'll go and see Yuki or something like that." And then she whispers something to him. Oh, well. She does. But no one quite catches. Do, do you know what it is? Uh, I'm your sister. I'd hope it's not that. Um, <laughs> did you? So I think there's a, there's an interesting bit here, and I can't remember the exact um, acronym. But she she previously talked. Uh, Mikuru previously talked about the device she uses to. It's time travel. Mm-hmm. And rather than giving the acronym, she says out the name of the device. Oh, yeah. That's some temporal device portal or something. But it, the interesting thing I think about it is that it says that it's destructive. It's destruction or destroyer or whatever it is. And I, I think it's the idea that it flattens timelines. Ah, okay. Yeah, so I, I I don't know how that works into it, but there was there was it was uh it had destroy in the title. Yeah, and that or destruction or destruct. Sure, it's like a yeah TDP or something like that. Yeah, I'm going to, need to check now. Yeah, last time I watched I watched it, and it was all really quiet because, like I say, they're trying to stop the copyright on YouTube. <laughs> it was. TPDD, the time plane destruction device. And this is the thing where she starts to explain that in the future, computers aren't things that are physically in the environment, but they're they're part of people. Ah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the TPDD is not a device as such that you would know normally. It's it's part of her. Um I think it's 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 interesting that they they give you the the fact that it has you know, it it, it, it has destruction. Yeah. Well. Yeah, they're not really going to much more than that. <laughs> really. No, I, I just think it's it's the idea of like we never really talk about how the time travel works, and I think that that's it, like that seems like a very a, a choice you very much have to make. Very clearly when you're using it, how to use it. Yeah, and it's um, everything, everything was classified for young Mikuru. 
that's classified. That's classified. Yep. Well, look. Yeah, but she worked her butt off to uh to 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 get where she was. So now yeah. she can say more. Yeah. So what does she whisper under her breath then? What do you think? No idea. Honestly, I don't know. Like, I I don't even have a theory. Like, it's one of the one of the unexplained things. Totally think it's his sister. God, I hope not. Um. So yeah, they we we go to the we then go to the bit about you know John Smith shouting to Arohi as she leaves the baseball uh, the the baseball field, um, and then we go to visit Nagato, which mm. uh, Mikuru is not looking forward to. No. And I don't know. Is that was that because she did something wrong or she knows that. Uh, it was I I think it's that she is embarrassed and concerned about having made a mistake because the reason she knows everything is because a lot of it's her her errors that are being tidied up Um, but we get to you know we get to the apartment Mm -hmm. where Nagato is and ironically the younger or other Mikuru and 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 Kion are actually in stasis in the room, like we talked about earlier. They're they're still there. They're going to be there for three years. Yep. Um. And this is like this is the part where uh, it all kind of kicked off for me a bit, like of just the the, the grand scale of this conversation. Um. You know, we get we get down to it and we're you know there is a person who is to blame for this there's a person who you know because we, we talk about like what we've realized is as well Kyo, it's not that Kion has changed timeline it's that the timeline has changed around Kion. Mm. so there's a lot in my mind that's thinking is like well if you're the only one that's unaffected maybe you're the cause right uh-huh. yeah uh, we've talked a lot about how Kion may have more power than than is let on mm-hmm. um and i was i was kind of expecting maybe a little bit of something like that uh through you know whether it's a subtle change that happened or not um and then you know um yuki says it's like well, you know we can let's i will tell you who's going to cause this. Mm. Um, and we don't hear it. No, yeah, she tells us. just that. see the reactions. See the horror reactions. Um, well, it's just mentioned at the top with the older McRoos, because uh, he's finally back in a, a reality that he can maybe talk about the things and how things have changed, he does ask her, like, oh, oh hurry, he must have changed the timeline and made herself disappear. And they're like, yeah. no. No, it's not her. Uh, yeah, it's something else. Um, and then, so then they go back to you can they have the discussion, and turns out like the eighteenth of December is a is the the turning point. That's when it all happens. Yeah. And then six eight six a.m. Yeah, and then uh, 
a year before that, it's all been altered. Um, yeah. Uh, at that point, and then, uh, and that's where he got inputted into that side of the timeline. Um, don't I don't think they. It's not this point. Do they go into why he was the one that can remember? I don't remember why he can remember. Yeah, I don't think they ever actually mentioned why he, he was the only one left unaffected. Um, well, I, I have I so I don't think it's ever explicitly stated, but I have some thoughts on that. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about them after. Yeah. Uh, um. But yeah, the, nobody nobody hears. Well, nobody watching hears the name. Uh, but there's definitely the reaction. I think at this point I was I was fairly sure it was himself. Uh, that that was my my gut was telling me, and now we. Did, what about you? Did you? I think I recall watching this a few years back, and I think I might remember who it was at the time. So I wasn't in awe. Yeah. Did Did you think Did you think that sign that at the same time, the first time you watched it though? No, because I had no concept of the anime. You had no clue what was happening. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay, never mind. Oh, so it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, all right. All right, yeah, sure. But I think this is where we sort of get into the idea. It's like, well, so what I'm going to do is you need to you need to go back. You need to go to that time. Mm. You need to let it happen. And then you need to inject something into the person who caused this okay. and it will stop it. Yeah. Some nanobites or something. Nanobites. Yeah, and uh, of course the thing is is they know that they highlight that of course if they're there when the world changes they'll change with it but Yuki sort of like using her teeth bites them yeah, because um, this is how she got rid of uh, whatever was causing Mikuru to actually get all those random powers during the movie. She would That's uh, right. inject uh, nanobots into uh, Mikuru. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, think, uh, I don't remember if she biting Mikuru. I think Mikuru already is technically immune because of those already. I think it was off screen. I think it was just to show sort of a more intimate moment between Yuki and Kion. Yeah. More than anything else. Um and then it's this sort of thing where they have to say like a weird bit like goodbye. It's like so we'll see you see you after. She's like, Yes. Yeah. I'll I'll be there. <laughs> and uh it just and this is just where it kind of goes off the rails in a in the the most kind of amazing way I think. So we we travel to the point of the the inflection point where things the 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 world changes. Yeah. And uh, the you know, what is it, we're five five minutes before that's where we're at now. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. To use Mikuru's uh, time travel ability. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. to to get to the point, they yeah. just kind of hold hands, and yeah. she says she might feel a bit sick. 
Yeah, it's kind of like the last time. Only she, they were okay. She didn't have to close his eyes that time. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. And uh, so yeah, so they land back in eighteenth of December, present day for them essentially. And uh, he notes that it's the same spot that they changed clothes. Uh, Kiona, Kaizumi, and uh, Puri changed her into the, the gym uniform. Yeah. Uh, he questions the significance of that as well, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Like it's not, I, I think, it's not like I think there is any significance to it, or there's not one that's noted. I like the idea that. It's like, you know, what? There's a connection here, weirdly. Yeah, <laughs> coincidence, maybe. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, uh, and then it's really cold again because it's middle of winter. That's right. And they forgot their shoes. I forgot their shoes, but they still have. They has a coat and scarf though. That's right. Which is uh, handy because uh, older Mikuru is uh, wearing. Tight skirt and uh, a loose blouse. blouse. Yep, yeah, very true. Uh, and he covers, gives her the coat, and he gets the scarf. So no. Oh, and I think he's got his blazer because he had his blazer off. He does. Yeah, he's got he's got his school blazer. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's going to keep him warm. Uh, and then they wait at the the, the point and um, see the culprit walking up the road in silhouette form. I was I was pretty shocked. Were well, you shocked? It was. I, I suppose it was quite shocking because when I first watched I, I, it, I was quite I, I certainly didn't know any of the characters. Truly, I did watch like some of the first season when I first watched it. Yep. So I kind of knew the characters, didn't <laughs> know them because I was watching in broadcast order a while at that point. So I never got to the end <laughs> of the <laughs> that the oh, first six episodes. <laughs> I think um, the, the interesting thing, I think the shock comes from, to me, we talked about, like, someone has done this because they've chosen to do this, mm-hmm. which implies motivation. Mm-hmm. Now, for Yuki, you immediately question, it's like, well, what's the motivation? Like, she doesn't have that kind of motivation or you don't think so uh so i think that's the shock is that it's the you know like she would do, she could do that with good reason mm-hmm. because she she's there's a pragmatism to her character and she resolves issues in a in a very black and white way because that's that's kind of the the way she is but uh you know you're you're seeing something you can't immediately see the the reason behind, yeah, and yet she's done it, well, and then you have to wonder why. I, I did have realised that uh, in the start of it, before it all goes haywire, like way back at the start of the movie, the, the Koizumi and uh, mentions that Yuki is getting a bit different, uh, like acting a bit more open and freely. Than what she usually oh, wow. does. He, yeah, he does. He does make it in Keon notes that oh, he's recognizing that she's changing too. And then I sure they mentioned 
that like well yeah that would kind of happen after reliving like fifteen thousand, uh, uh, yeah, week, uh, two weeks of the same day. Yeah, the Fortnite. Oh well, yeah, the, the same, the same Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, same Fortnite. Um, so, and I suppose I would guess then it's like because what what we're saying is is that Yuki past has prepared them for something that she knows will happen mm. that she's going to do. Yeah. But she doesn't understand the implicit motivation and why. She doesn't understand the reasoning. She just knows the reality that it will happen. Yeah, and she'd also know that she can't talk to that unit in the future. Because it's cutting her off. It's yeah. cut off. Yeah. It's, it's allowing her to see what, what will happen, but it's not allowing more data than that. Mm-hmm. So that's when she says, like, synchronization, synchronization with the timeline is possible because she can she can see what's happening, but not connect directly to take the information from the unit to understand why. Yeah, and also we kind of also miss the point in the conversation, which is quite deep, is that whoever changed the timeline stole the power from Heru, and that's why she didn't have any power in the new timeline. That's right, yeah, because it, it's, it's explicit that that's not where the power is in this new world. Yeah. You know, it's uh, like she she doesn't have that ability anymore. And that's, you know, that's, um, as we'll come to realize, that is by design. Um, Yuki is the, she's not only the cause of this, but she's the architect of it. It's, it's, uh, it's not a, a random happenstance. This is choice. And that's like, I think where I, where I fall down on the idea that Kion is the one that remembers. Um, because there's a there's a connection between him. So I, I think that there's the point right at the very start of the, the show mm-hmm. when we're having the conversation about who she is and what she is, she talks about how the longer she exists, the more corrupt data builds up in her. Mm-hmm. And I, my sort of like, and I think this is maybe a general interpretation. This is that that's that's humanity and that's emotion. That's what that is. That is the she will. She, she explicitly says she will not behave the way she should, and I think that's because she can no longer act with objectivity because things become subjective because she she feels frustration at always being relied upon. She feels frustration at Rui's just complete she's the centre of all attention. Always everything is about her. Uh, and eventually that manifests into well I don't want that anymore. And I, I, and I think the one thing that she does care about is that she, the one constant that she loves is that is Kion. She wants to have what Harui has with Kion on that personal human level. Mm-hmm. Um, by, but but by making him remember, I feel like it's she. 
she lets him know or is try. I don't know if it ever becomes knowledge for him or anything, but it's it's like she's trying to say to him, it's like, look, I've made this choice for you. It's not just, like some of this is for me because I'm sick of it. Mm. Like I, I don't want to do this anymore. But but part of this I want you to know is about you. Yeah, uh, and he wouldn't know that if he were to forget everything. Like yeah, he could understand that she had made that decision to allow him to remember because she wants him to know that that's a conscious choice. Like she wants it's this is about it's about her, and this is and this is the, this is the the not just the inflection point for like the the pathos for the the movie, but this is the inflection point for where we realize it's not about Aruhi. It never was. Despite the fact Kion has been front and center the entire time, it's not about him. It's about decisions that he's making that are being given his way by who the actual center of the movie is about, in my opinion. And that's Yuki. Yeah. She's the... She's driving it. Like, that decision where she says... You can push enter and we'll return to normal. Or, you know, we, you can just stay where you are. And that's, I'm not telling you how to do this. I'm not telling you how to get back to normality. I'm not telling you, instructing you how to do this. I'm telling you what will happen either way. And I want you to choose because I want you to choose me as it is now. And that's the desire there. That's the. That's the 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 character journey for Yuki. Is this frustrated, emotional character who gave away everything, like gave away complete, unlimited power, just to be normal? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one way to look at it. There's another way to look at it. All right. Okay. Shoot. All right. Maybe Koizumi has uh, convinced Yuki to change the world so he can be with uh, Haru, because there's a comment okay. in uh, as he was doing the program Koizumi does state that he's jealous how Haru's responding to uh, Kion in the new world and I think he also states it later in the movie too That's interesting. I hadn't even considered that. And it could be the, the poison chalice, as it were, to uh, put Yuki over the edge <laughs> and convince, uh, convince him to be with uh, Hiri, but even but Hiri doesn't like... Because <laughs> there's been multiple points in through the, the anime season where he's like, oh, I could probably do it, but I don't think she would appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And I like that. That is interesting, but I think there's like there's the one thing in there is that I feel like Boisimi's not a bad person. No, like he's not, and and he's very selfless. But again, so is Yuki, mm -hmm. uh, and Yuki changes. Yeah. So you you could you could very well be right. That's... Like, but I also don't know how easily manipulated Yuki would be. But again. For her to make that change anyway would have been dramatic enough a change in character. Yeah, I would. I would, I say that maybe Cosme has noticed. Uh, obviously, has noticed the change in Yuki, 
uh, and uh, maybe you put suggestions to her where she was weak and uh, moved on that way. But that's that's, that's just oh uh, man, that's one way that's to such a, that's such a downer position. <laughs> I know, but no, I think yours is probably more right. Your idea of the movie? No, like I. But the thing is, I can't. I can't fault you because it fits. It does. <laughs> like it fits. Like because we're if we're like talking about implicit motivation, like already what Yuki's doing, it, it's keyed up, teed up in a way mm-hmm. that you could interpret it the way I'm interpreting it. But similarly, uh, a lot of the stuff you're talking about with Koizumi has been teed up, and you could interpret it that way as well. Yeah, he's um, he's certainly good at say I think manipulating the group into things to do, or at least has underhanded yeah. schemes like, oh, we'll just go to this island. It so happens I know someone that lives on this desert island in the middle of the ocean. Oh, oh, we're playing a murder mystery game, but <laughs> pretend that he's dead. Yeah, but I, I the, yeah. <laughs> we should have mentioned as well, actually, uh, in order to inject, uh, well, we know now Yuki, uh, originally it was a big syringe, uh, and then it's this weird sort of uh, Gantz-style future gun Yeah, uh, that's been given across. Yeah, because Koyuki um, was like, I don't think I'd be able to do that. But what happens if I get in the right place, the wrong place? Um, anyway, so... I just... I, sorry, I, I just while we're uh-huh. while we're on the topic, there's a bit that I completely forgot and I really wanted to mention because it's the path. Uh, the, there's a whole thing about this, the scene where he has to make the choice. Oh, we're not we're not quite there yet. Um, no. What do you mean? Oh, we've we've well, passed that bit. Have we? Well, well, we've passed the bit. Like I'm talking about the choice to whether to go back to normal or not. Oh, oh, on the computer. He hadn't. He hands, uh, he hands Yuki back the the form. Oh yeah, yeah. And that that is that was heartbreaking. I did not enjoy that one bit. It like, was. It was so awful, and I like. It didn't matter how much explaining away he did about you know joining the group twice or like you know joining two groups and this and it was just. That not only was he about to make a choice that she didn't know wasn't the choice, she, like she doesn't understand the gravity of that choice he's making because of what she's gone to get to this point. Yeah, because uh, she also loses her memories. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like it's like a double rejection in this. It's like not only am I rejecting whole cloth, your attempt to try to be a normal person and try to like have a relationship with me in one way or another i am rejecting you just in this reality in general and that is like looking but like reflecting back on it from now where we are now is just even worse like it's just awful but at the same time if he wasn't offered a place to move forward I don't think he rejected her at that point because he had cause the computer activated that time and he was going through the process of, uh, oh, let's do it type thing. Yeah. yeah. And I suppose but that's it, that's a that, significance of just kind of showing the world that um, 
he he's he doesn't want in this world. I think that's maybe what that metaphor might be. And it is, but there's a flip side. The thing is, is that despite the strength of that metaphor, as you're right, like he he craves the normality, and that's the, it's the it's supposed to signify the strength of his bond with that group and that reality. Mm-hmm. But in so doing, also completely rejecting the reality that Yuki has tried to build, I think, for them. Yeah, I think so. I think She's tried to give him what he wants, what she thinks he wants, but also what she wants for him and for her. And like it's she tries to take the paper from him and can't even find the strength to take a bit of paper. And it's it's just it's hard. It's hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, I, like and, and like I say, I think looking back on it now, it's not, it's not that simple a rejection. And when you add that other layer of rejection on top of that, like the just complete whole cloth rejection of the desire for that reality, that just becomes even more devastating. I think. Yeah, it's it's pretty deep in that sense. So, I was just was thinking with the whole rejection of things and that. It's kind of like your the trope that humans don't want a perfect world as such. Because uh, he he always always like complaining and moaning that like the club was weird and doing stupid stuff and why why doing this and then he's he's also wholeheartedly like no I need that in my life and in fact we're coming to that exact point. Where he has his uh, whole internal monologue as he approaches uh, Yuki in the in the street. Yeah, he's standing on his own head, pushing his face down into the desk. Yeah, grilling him <laughs> about you know, it's like, why do you even want this? Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, can't you just admit this was fun? Like, can't you? Yeah, it's it's such a it's a really powerful scene again. Mm-hmm. Like because it's that internal fight of of why would you reject what you're being given? Like you're you're being given something you want, right? It's been yeah, you've been like you, you want craving, craving for the like, you've been, the the last half year <laughs> or year. Yeah, exactly. Like this has been your your absolute desire for the longest time, or at least that's the perception of it, because you are tired of this too. But really, you just like moaning. You like complaining about it because it's how you you are. Because you feel superiority over the rest of it. Yeah. The rest of them. 100%. It's uh, it's that. Um, and again, like I, I think there's this scene, like obviously because that's the point is, is the the point of that conversation is to, to finally have that internal conflict resolve of like it's like the reason you made this decision is because it's fun, and you wanted that. That's the life you want. Like you know, you can pretend there are other things you want, and you can pretend that it's annoying and frustrating, but really, it's exactly what you want. Um, and that makes the next bit really hard to watch as well, where it's like, you know, he's like, he speaks to Yuki and they, they kind of have this short back and forth. It's like, you know, you're, why are you out here at this time? She's like, I, a walk, I get, I think. And he's like, that's, well, that's a lie. 
you know, it's a lie. That's not why you're here. Um, and then he pulls the gun on her. <laughs> yeah, the... and it, it it it's it's quite stri- <laughs> it's a striking thing as well. Where you're like that that like how do you even even though you know you don't need to explain it away because like it's gonna be over. Like one, you know, whatever, whatever this happens, like it's not going to be a memory. It's not going to be anything. You don't need to feel guilty about it. There's a, yeah, there's a, there's a certain shock that comes with that because it's like you don't like seeing that character and that level of distress. And even further to that, you don't want the character that's doing it to be the one that's doing it. Yeah. Uh, and then, oh, and then you just get a a shout of like, "Kion, look out!" And then he, this is, oh, then Ryoko appears and uh, has appeared and uh, to stab him in the butt, literally fucking shivs him. Yeah, it's a Just proper like straight up prison style shiving. Good in what livers? Yeah, like right in the liver. Right in the liver. Um, it's 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 really tough. Like because uh, yeah. I, 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 I watching it. I was like, oh, what, what, why, why did, why did that happen? Yeah. Um, okay. And then he kind of stumbles forward and falls over and full of blood because she rips the oh. blade out of my while and you get to see the, oh, it's, the a, it's serrated as well. Yeah. A blood spatter. Oh, the, this, the imagery in this scene is off the chart. Like mm. there, that the striking motion that she does is reminiscent of the way she tries to attack him uh, when Yuki saves him. Yes, yeah. There's like there's a, there's a, there's a there's a direct parallel to that striking move, but this time she's not there to save him. Uh, and and yeah, it, it, it's that, that you know this is not what Yuki wants. Like she's on her knees upset at what's happened and the Ryoko is basically kind of dancing around mm. and in doing that just like flicks the blood off the knife and it just goes all over Yuki's face. Yeah. Uh it's 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 quite a striking scene, I think in general. Nice. Um because what he he kills over and goes Oh well, why is she here? Type thing, and then goes. Yeah. Of course, she's uh, Yuki's shadow. Type thing, and must be. Yep. Self defense mode or something. You keep bringing her back, or something. And then she. It, st- it feels like. Uh... Oh, sorry. Go on. Uh, and I think she kind of gloats over Yuki about it, about it or something. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember exact words, but anyway. This this is the point where uh, in the YouTube feed, the video has been deleted. Mm. So <laughs> good luck. I found a, a fan dub of it, which is kind of weird. <laughs> and it's one stuff. Yeah, it's it's okay. It, it's it's like same lines, just not the same voices because been fan dubbed. <laughs> I think. Um... This is this weirdness where it's like all that power that Yuki had to make that change and this didn't change. Like that corrupt 
shadow was still there. Um, mm -hmm. At the same point, though, you have to argue, was she really corrupt or just doing what she was supposed to be doing? Um, because Rico. she's protecting yeah. Ryoko. Yeah, she's just protecting Yuki. I mean, yeah, she maybe didn't need to like, dance and throw blood about it. That was a bit much. But Oh, and enjoy it. She certainly was enjoying it. Oh yeah, she is. Uh, she's she's getting super uh, super threatening and thrilled about the, you know, just it's like oh, you know, I'm just gonna just gonna finish this off. You won't feel anything. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um. And she uh, she raises the blade up. Oh, she, she's to... top of him. Oh, well. Yeah, she's 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 leaning over him, like leaning on him, and uh, is about to deal the the final blow. Um. When she stopped. Yep. And there's a voice saying, Sorry, I can intervene earlier. It's uh you'll you'll understand type thing. And it's his voice. Yeah, it hurt it hurt for me too. Yeah, hurt for me too. And it was it means it was his voice and he was like Uh huh. And then he goes unconscious. There's a big Well lot. there's also there's two Mik there's two Mikarus at that point, I think, as well. Well, the older Mikuru is there already. And I think Mikuru must have came back in time with Kion to obviously do the thing. So he goes back to that period yeah. in time three times. <laughs> but we don't know how so, or when. Here's the thing, though. Hmm? I... <laughs> Does that Kion die? Um, because he can't wait. Because the other one says it hurt for him too. Yeah. Don't think he dies. Maybe. Because we're also trying to reconcile an extra Kion. Like. Oh, maybe. I mean, all that happened was uh, the timeline changed and he didn't forget his memory, so the timeline that he was in for a good part of the movie was still technically his timeline, just Yuki wiped it around his memory and changed it and changed where Haruki was, Harui is, um, uh, went to and Koizumi as well and somehow changed that he's so, not an S but that yeah. was three years ago but is that, is okay, that okay so does that should go back three years so he, so he doesn't die though mm -hmm. so we, he passes out mm -hmm. as you say and he wakes up in hospital mm -hmm. not stabbed I uh, well, yeah, that's what uh, Kion um, Koizumi tells him, because he's at the bedside. But you would know if you'd been stabbed whether someone tells you you haven't or not. I, to be clear. You would think so. So, why? Um, why is he not stabbed? Possibly Yuki's worked her magic again. I mean, she's managed to alter an entire timeline. Valid. Okay, uh, so... Hurry certainly does think 
I think he's fell down a set of stairs, as Koizumi says. That's right. Yeah, because Koizumi's sitting there cutting up apples, and he's been... It's his turn to wait. Mm-hmm. The SOS Brigade are taking turns waiting on him waking up. And the narrative at this point is that he's essentially... He was with them, he was the last to come down the stairs, and as he was coming down the stairs, fell and hit his head. And it's now the 21st of December. He's been unconscious for three days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, the whole time, Hara, he was very upset about him being unwell and him being unconscious. Yeah. She took it quite hard. Yes. Uh, um, and, you know, we get to the conversation. I was like, so where is, you know, I was like, how is Haruhi doing? Uh, is she doing now? And Koizumi's like, well, you know, why don't you, why don't you look for yourself? And, uh, she's like properly caterpillared up, pupad up in a sleeping bag right next to the, the, the hospital bed. Yeah. Where, according to Koizumi, she hasn't left since, uh, since, since it happened. Yeah, like a really tight corner too. It's like, yeah, like so, <laughs> literally space enough to lie in, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, he should mention. I don't know. It's that he obviously wakes up and he's looking around the room. Well, all well talking to Cosme and Cosme. Like, oh, who are you looking for? I think, and that's how they lead yeah. up to that. I think. Yeah, that's right. And then uh, are you going to draw on her face, or is he just? Keon says that maybe I could draw on her face. Yeah, like why? I wasn't thinking that at all. Why would you do that? Uh, and then there's sort of like a tender moment where they, you know, he he touches her, t- moves the hair across her forehead, and and touches her eyes and lips. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think o- almost in like that's that's his Haruhi, like just sort of validating that. It's like, um, mm. in a way. And then, of course, that wakes her up as it would do if someone's just touching your face while you're asleep. <laughs> yeah, rubbing the eyes. <laughs> she gets up. Um, and then, yeah, well, tries to for for a good 30 seconds where she's like almost smothering herself face first into the hospital bed on the, the sleeping bag and all yeah. that. Yeah. Does she get upset that he's woke up without while she was still asleep? I she probably does. She uh, got very upset that he did not inform her that he was going to get up before he got up. <laughs> yeah. I believe were her words. That seems right for Harry. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, and she's also, you know, barking orders at him already and really upset that he's left his post for three days and, you know, there's going to be fines. She's talking fines uh, for uh, for his insubordination. Mm. Um, which he does not care. He's like, yep, that sounds fine to me. Uh, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, yeah, he's back on the, back on his timeline with his group. Mm. Um, and he's now woken up. Yep. And he's got to stay in the hospital for a night while they tell him to run some yep. tests. For uh, observation, yeah. Yep. And then 
I suppose the next scene is essentially he goes up the roof of the hospital and he has a conversation with Rikiki about stuff. Yeah. About, like, tell us if you're going haywire and stuff and I think, was it, was that essentially what he, was going He He apologises. Yeah. He says he's sorry that he relied on her so much and that, you know, she was an afterthought in a lot of the a lot of what happened and that that wasn't right. Um, and appreciate, you know, realises that that's part of the decision that drove her to make that choice. Because um, she's now synchronised, I think, isn't she? She understands yeah. and she's also been reprimanded by the thought entity um, for what she's done. Mm-hmm. Um, and she informs Kion that she is to be punished and that punishment will be decided soon, but that means that she will she will cease to be the Yuki he knows, and she will cease to be what he knows, even though she may continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Kion doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> so he he goes into full threatening mode. He's like, well, you uh, you better tell the thought entity that that's not cool, and that um, I can fuck their shit up more <laughs> Some of that, yeah. He's like, oh. Yeah, he's like, you know, I have I have a god here <laughs> that doesn't know they're a god and I could just, you know, maybe mention that to them. <laughs> I'm sure he does that in the last episode of season two. I think uh, he might do actually. <laughs> and and if he had laughed it off and like, well, that'd be stupid. That'd be stupid. <laughs> yeah. You're having a joke with me. Um That's uh yeah, that's 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 the, the flashback in the last episode. Oh, yeah. Because t- then we, we speculated that he may have somehow brought about that through that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Some, something like that. Um, and then that's essentially kind of like the last scene before the credits, isn't it? Well, well yeah, because Yuki... You can then transmits that message uh, to the thought entity. It's like, yep, it's done. Uh, and then we, we talk about how Yuki Yuki uh, means snow. Uh, and it starts to snow. All right, yeah. Yeah. So, Which is kind of, kind of nice, I think. Yeah, but I'm back into like the YouTube video of... Uh, section where it's it's really quiet volume. I had to pop up the, the speaker so any other sounds <laughs> just deaf me. <laughs> uh, I would also notice, uh, note that uh, at the end, uh, in between the credits, there's a scene in the credits of Yuki in a library yep. watching two kids fill out their... Um, yep. Library cards. Why helping the girl uh, get her library card? So here's here's a question for you. Uh-huh. What does that mean? What does that mean? I suppose she's either half reminiscing at the point of where um, Keelan did that for her because that was that was a 
a meaningful point to in her life. Oh, what? Wait, what? Books in the library? I did not know these exist. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just like, ah, oh, I can't remember that. So there's a couple of things in this. Is the two kids actually look like look quite a lot uh, like uh, Mikuru and Surya. Really? As children, Mikuru. potentially. Well, you think Surya's a time traveller too? No. I just wonder how long Yuki's been there. Oh, right. Or where she is, or what's going on. There's another, like, that's just a, th a thing I was reading about because I thought it was kind of weird that it was specifically two kids and then did a bit of reading into that. But more more importantly, someone questioned is that we end the movie with Kion threatening the thought entity not to take away Yuki from him. Yeah. But I then have to wonder, we don't find out if that's the case or not. Yeah, we haven't found out yet. Also, so, yeah, we also haven't found out about the future, the other Keon, the future Keon, come back to save him from the knife stab, and if they finish True. the job because he didn't actually shoot Yuki at that point. Another valid point. He gets stabbed in the back before he does. So yeah, so he either does the job or doesn't. You presume he must do, though, right? Because... Yeah, because the timeline's kind of sorted itself out. Yeah. But, interestingly, I have to wonder if the Thought Entity removed Yuki from the situation she was in. Oh, uh... And now is no longer with the group. And that the reason she's in the library on her own is just just that, because she now exists. She's necessary, but maybe in a different capacity. Oh. And the reason that she... like, Because you'll know, she like she's reading a book and she's looking down, and then she looks up to look at the kids. Mm -hmm. And then, rather than look away from the kids and look back down, she pulls the book up. Uh, and, and I, I just have to wonder if that's like that. I, I did read a lot of speculation. It's like maybe that's about a smile, like it's like that that reminiscence because she still remembers. She will remember that she's not being erased, but maybe everyone else doesn't remember that. Mm. Yeah, maybe. you know, like that's that's her memory of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's an interpretation I I, I kind of liked. I think there there was a manga called The Disappearance of Yuki um, of Nagato. I think there was a... I, I may read further now <laughs> as a result. Um, yeah. I... Yeah. I, 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 I knew... I just knew there was going to be an after-credit sequence. Oh, I just I, knew it. Because it was in the time of Marvel. Well, it, I mean, it was before Marvel really made it that popular. Yeah, well, you know, also um, Jackie Chan did them all, all the time. Oh, he did outtakes. 
<laughs> yeah, but it was like end scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, but, look, I yeah, jumped on a hovercraft like... and broke my ankle. We should also talk about how uh, I think incredible the the outro music is. It's this lovely a cappella song. Um, yeah, this is really really fantastic. Um, and one of the things uh, I did learn through reading about this film mm-hmm. uh, is the director um, of the movie. Uh-huh. Who's uh, Yasuhiro Takamoto? Uh-huh. Um, uh, he was killed in an attack on an animation studio in Japan two years ago. Wait, what? Was wait, I, I think I remember something about that. About some Japanese guy yeah, went Kyoto, the, Yep, the Kyoto Animation att- arson attack. The guy set fire to the building and killed. Uh, killed a large number of people, yeah. and he was one of the people that was killed in it. All right. Yeah. Crazy. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a crazy thing that happened. So, like. I, I was. I must admit, like that was that was a that was deeply saddening to me after watching that movie and thinking it's like that was, like I think directorially, if you think about what like what a director does in animation, um, how they. Help build character development and make the just bring that world to life. Um, I think what he did with that movie far in every way surpassed what they were able to do with you know twenty episodes of television. Like yes, it it was built on the backbone of that. Like it obviously needed the the knowledge and context from that that show, but like <laughs> even to try and accomplish something so much as a thing that exists over the top of that that, that three hours doesn't seem enough. Like, it seems like it should have taken longer yeah. to to be able to do that. Um, yeah, I, 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 would, I would probably go as far to say, like, obviously um, a lot of my, typically my favourite favorite sort of animes are standalone things. I don't typically like the movies of uh, you know, anime shows—they're—they're they're not normally that great. No, uh, don't think they know, are. Yeah. As a fan of Dragon Ball Z, who does not really like the Dragon Ball Z movies? They're not that—they're not that special. Well, I mean, the live-action one. Uh, I mean, we don't talk about that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was bad. <laughs> I watched that when I went to America. I—I uh, I, I remember watching it and then immediately regretting my decision. I also regret it, but I was also in a four-hour flight. Is it a four-hour flight to like London? Oh. From Glasgow. A four-hour flight? Yeah, no, six. No, maybe six or seven. Yeah, it's... you were stuck though. Yeah, <laughs> I was stuck there, and I still regret watching that movie. Yeah, it's like oh, oh, we'll use this um, to waste time. Oh wait, that was a terrible idea. <laughs> I just wasted. I could have done something so much better, <laughs> like be unconscious or yeah. you know, or yeah. stare at this wall. Yeah. Um. I uh yeah I I, I love this movie. It's it's it is really 
it's it is something special. Like there's everything about it is amped up in a way that um it just everything looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 characters look great. The the scenes look great. The, just everything looks fantastic. The actual narrative is incredible. Like how you lay a blanket over the top of what mess was underneath <laughs> and come up with something coherent and 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 compelling is is beyond me. Um, and like I like that they they changed the tone but not completely like they kept elements of the, the kind of goofiness from time to time but generally the tone of the movie was was different and i think i think that's because it's the focus the change of the focus of character mm-hmm. because the focus normally is on the goofiness is it's all haruhi it's her demands it's her craziness it's her all her bullshit all the time so that's where the drive is behind the show and that's why it manifests itself in that way but this movie is not about that the movie to me is 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 about yuki like yeah. she's the the central piece of that and her character is it well is actually more melancholy like her the sadness that she has is is what's what's driving this film like it's it's bleak and stark and sad and, and emotional in a way that the show is just not there are hints of that um to help drive character development but but here it's everything hmm. like the the whole movie is in service of it feels it feels uh very much a narrative representation of that character like that 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 um that sadness and the thing for me i think the worst of it is that is like almost you're like why did you like knowing everything now, why would you choose that? Uh, why would why would you choose that? Like I and I know that there's that huge internal fight about. It's like it's fun and it's interesting and I love it and it's like that's cool. But like, you see what you have here, like, yes, yeah, I think it's something. Yeah, but I think it's also that he. It's a Kion uh, hurry. Uh, story in the sense that it's him he wants to be with her instead of with like like Yuki yeah I suppose it's the thing is is like you know the heart wants what it wants that's not the I guess that's not the argument I'm trying to make I think it's just that the opposite side of that is that you know the heart wants what it wants mm. and I look, you look at the lengths that there's no pushiness. It's just, I really want you to think about these choices, and it's it just feels like the wrong ones, to me. And I'll I'll say that because I don't I genuinely don't like Harui. I think she's just such a frustrating force, <laughs> and she can be, yes, she has redemption in in certain areas, and I think in the film as well. Like it's like the you know there are areas of redemption for her. And interactions that I really liked, but generally, like I, I don't think that makes up for <laughs> the, the bottomless shittiness uh, that she's given across more often than not. Yeah, um, I think it's it's one thing to be selfless. It's one thing to be selfless in the way that you can basically throw other people at that problem. <laughs> 
It's like, yeah, these people need this more than me, but I'm not going to deal with that. You guys are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I think she's slowly changing for the better through it. Yeah. And I think she might. Yeah, maybe. maybe. And the fact that she's a straw over Keon, uh, sort of fall down the stairs thing, because also they can't tell him, oh, yeah, um, the alien android is a uh, um, twin sister stabbed him in the back. Because she just wants to fuck with you, essentially. Yeah. Because it's like, that was, the, that was the whole reason she wanted to kill him in the first one. It's like, oh, yeah, um, yeah, I just wanted to see what would happen if if we did this to you and what That's right. Harry would do. It's just, yeah, I, I uh, it's interesting, like, to, to note another note and, and the idea of, like, the, you know, we talked about Kion having power. Mm-hmm. And uh, like ultimately, uh, you have to ask: Is like, is is a god that doesn't know their the god actually the one with the power, uh, or is it the person that can manipulate them uh, that yeah. has the real power? Kind of like that. I was just thinking. I was ha- having another thought about the whole uh, Yuki um, changing the world, right? Yeah. Here's the other thought. Maybe, right, that Yuki absorbed uh, Ryoko. She disappeared back in like the episode 6 slash 12 of like, the first season. Uh, and maybe she absorbed her into, into her body be part of the you know, whatever happened to her. And she's mm-hmm. slowly corrupting Yuki through the entire series. And uh, she's the one that made the world change and uh, came back. And that's why she came back and stabbed her in the back. Uh, oh, wow. Like a regeneration. Back. Yeah, like some superhero regeneration crap. Shit. It's like, ha, oh, I've finally... Again. And that's what actually Yuki did. And then the future ones realised it's actually Ryoko was the one that did all the crazy crap. And uh, yeah, got rid of her. That's possible. The reason potentially, that, that, yeah. How could we? I mean, again, there's there's no way I can disprove it. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's the that's the kind of nice thing I think about this movie is that um, there's a lot, despite the fact it lays a lot of it on. Like you can like you 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 see it's very honest with what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a lot of interpretation, um, mm-hmm. and and I, I think <clears throat> regardless of the interpretation you would walk away with, I think the thing for me that it's made me realize is that it, the, the character with the most depth is is Yuki. Like it's it just the the conflict between you know the job and the the contrast with the group and just seeing what she's been through all because you know of of one person like it's just such a great conceit to me for a movie yeah like, is that you know well that person who was just there the whole time who just had to suffer through everything you were doing uh whether it was good or bad because it's the job um they've been doing this constantly 
and they've sacrificed their uh sacrificed their their time and and it seems like not their sanity so much but their ability to cope with their with the lack of emotions and now being replaced with emotion and uh, like we have to remember as well it's like you know it's like oh but it's only been a handful of years it's like well no like yuki was there every yuki remembers everything from the endless eight yeah yeah she, she was there around those terrible things that happen sometimes or you know like yeah. it, that's a long time to experience something or someone and i think that um yeah, it, to me, it's almost like an endorsement of it's like, well, this is this is probably the point where it drove you too far. Like you can see the the influence that Harry is having on this group, and you don't like it, and you can you can see that you know Keon is frustrated by this, and you feel this connection with Keon, mm-hmm. and it just it just cements that. Yeah, so that's, that's a good point actually. Just going back to the endless eight. They had to have the endless eight episodes in season two. Otherwise, this movie yep. would be so powerful. But I don't think they would have to yep. have them in the eight episodes that they made them on. Like, like we talked about the endless eight, that what endless eight attempted is something absolutely incredible, and it just didn't. It fell down a little bit. Like yeah. that's the that's the thing for me is that it just. <sighs> It just missed the mark in a way that it didn't need to. Um, but you're right. Without it, there's not as much strength behind that. Like the like, really, Yuki's journey as a character. We see all of it, but the part you don't see is actually the thing I think that has the most impact. Mm. You know, like that. You, you experience slots of that time. Yeah, but really, that's where the damage was done, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Even even Kion and is is uh, highlighting that in this movie and through the later episodes, I think, like fifteen thousand yeah. times. Or run, run through two weeks. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 like what hundreds of years we discussed. Um. Yeah. Well, it's. What was it? Two weeks, fifty-two. So that we, what was it? Fifty-two. Fourteen tw- days times fifteen thousand is two hundred and ten thousand days mm-hmm. divided by fifty-two. Wait. Does that work? That's weeks, right? Yeah, but you're in days. In a year. Point. So I am. So it also has to be divided by seven. Divided by seventy a week. Yep. So it's it's five hundred and seventy six years. Five hundred seventy seven years, actually. Yeah, you know, it's only so it's ne- five, five nearly six hundred years. <laughs> yeah, nearly six hundred years of of what might be conceived as torture at that point. Because it's it's just it's just a constant reminder, and like you know, as they say, it's like the more the more time she spends, the more 
corrupt in quotations she's becoming and and the more the more she is absorbing i think the feelings and of of everything and yeah like there's there's no doubt in my mind like that's the that's the pathos for this character at this point is that this is the this is the this is the inflection point where it all all changed like this is the this is what drove these decisions this is what drove this narrative this is what made this happen um yeah i i think that uh, i i'm i'd be curious to go back and watch yuki throughout the episodes with a closer eye now knowing what i know and piecing it together yeah. Um, she certainly throws yeah, in. Yeah, I, I. Sort of throws in the, a bit of motion, a bit of interest into things like the time that they did the computer club uh, activity where they challenged them to that game, and they're like, "Oh, yeah. you you want to join the computer club?" I was like, "Yes," yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it's it's just that showing that like that that what they call corruption i suppose is the humanity it's that it's that um it's the step away from some from objectivity that's that's what it sounds like to me is like that that corruption is the because she says it's like i'm not going to make the best decisions and i'm going to and it's like well no because you're you're no longer going to be able to remain objective because you have likes and dislikes and and wants and desires that you didn't have yeah that, that it sounds like the corruption to a degree is almost humanity uh, without sounding too trite, um, but yeah, I, I, I watching this movie made me so made me feel like it was worth watching the rest of the show. Oh, and I feel like if I had, uh, if that was the way someone sold this to me, it's like, look, here's twenty episodes, and you're probably going to enjoy fifty percent of them. Mm. Like, really enjoy fifty percent of them, and the others they're going to middle and not be so great. But by the time you get to the movie, you will be so glad that you watched all of that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like, it, I, I've it's certainly the movie certainly is a. I, I certainly enjoy it more in the second season of it, and it does kind of make up for the lacking episodes in the second season. Like it's a. Melancholy, oh, was it the Raspberry Pi yes. episodes? <laughs> Rhapsody. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. On. That's the one where he goes back in time. That's right. It's uh, Bamboo Leaf Rhapsody. Yeah, and Endless Eight are certainly ones that you need to watch to understand. Some things, and probably the first six episodes of the first season, uh, are are the melancholy of Suzumiya. important. Yeah, uh, I, but I think that's the thing is, is that I, I, I don't. I've gone from being frustrated at the way the show was to thinking you cannot change it. You can't. <laughs> like it's it is the. The movie's like the foil, like it just, it, it, it just, it, it sits the, it's the missing pieces and it's the additional pieces. It's just, it's kind of a perfect amalgamation. Mm. And I give you change, like, and, and there are episodes I just don't like. 
but in but in every one of them there is something that pays a dividend to what the end is here like to that that last episode that last movie it, it it's it all filters into that mm-hmm. in a way that i think the payoff is absolutely worth it in my opinion um because you realize it's it, like the the great realization is is that you know as much as yes the show has harry in the title and yes kion is the narrator mm-hmm. is it well here's another character that's been there this whole time uh yeah and just been along for the ride <laughs> and look look what happened yeah 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 she's certainly there and there's there's still much more things to tell in it it's not closed the book as such in this series it could potentially no. be yearning for more with one trying to convince what the hell that uh, thing it was all about um, with the future of Kion and well, was there other things that has been left unanswered? Uh, we don't know what Mikuru said to Kion. Oh yeah, I swear it's I'm your sister. Come on, it's a Princess Leo thing. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I think uh, on that note, I, I, we don't, I don't want to belabor any more points. But like, I, I think, um, I'm, I'm very glad that you suggested this show. Now, yeah. Because having watched that, every other thing that we've done feels worth it. Like, I, I was genuinely worried about watching this movie. I think, like as much as it was difficult to watch, <laughs> generally, I had a thing in my head where it's like I was worried about watching this because I know how much season two was like a bit of a slog. And I thought this this movie, I don't know. No, well, it's yeah, it's it's a hundred times better than season two. I I think it's better than season one. See, like I, I uh, just, yeah, it's mainly because season one's got random episodes. It's not so great, and I like the first, the the six part, the the the, the titular thing. I like that one. They're great. Yes, I, I I did really enjoy those. But I think the one thing I will say is that the the fantasticness of the concept of the whole thing it's incredible to me that the movie can lay that so bare and have that so feel so close to reality even though it couldn't be further away like the like there's something to like everything that happened in the series just feels so far from reality and yet there's something in the movie that just grounded everything i uh... In a yeah. way that I I think was incredibly compelling. Uh, I I don't know what that is specifically, or whether it's just the change in tone, or you know the treatment of of the, the narrative or or everything. But I think, I think as a whole package, yeah, it just just works for me. I think it's the change in tone and probably the kind of like Kion being out of place in the world and being a fevered uh, maniac for half the movie. <laughs> Pretty much that. Yeah, like, what? True. Who are you? No. 
Yeah, you're not wrong. I suppose the, the we did the essentially the first episode was telling it's like, and then then Kieran assaulted this person, and then Kieran assaulted well, this person, and then he assaulted the other person. The only thing I, I I think would make it better if he actually grew a big bushy beard. <laughs> I don't know why that would have been pretty good. Well, this makes <laughs> big more right. sense to me if he had a big bushy beard. <laughs> What year is it, like uh, uh, Robin Williams and Jumanji? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, just like that. Yeah, that's probably what I'm thinking what about. What year is it? Yeah, nineteen ninety six. What? Uh, um. But yeah, yeah, that was that was fantastic, and I really enjoyed it. Um. So. Uh, I can't believe we did it. Yeah, that's twenty five episodes. Yeah, and a whole movie. No, sorry, not twenty-five episodes. Uh, how many episodes of this have we done? Twenty-four. This will be the sixteenth episode of Haru. Of Haruhi. Yep. Yeah. Sixteenth uh, episode. Wow. Uh, and that's it. That's that's as much as uh, of the anime that's been aired and made. And can't believe it. That was last. The movie was aired in. 2009? Yeah. Uh, it's now 2021. It's I feel like they're probably done with it now, right? Uh, there was a rumour that he was writing a new manga or something on it. Or was it some? Was it a sideline manga or something? Anyway. Hmm. So maybe there's another one coming up. In it. Uh, one of the... Uh... One of the things I saw in the forum that I was reading through just some comments and things on the movie was that somebody has a tradition that they watch this movie on the 18th of December every year, which I I really liked. God. I think that's uh, that's kind of it's a, like they they also pointed out it's like it's actually kind of a it's kind of a Christmas movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly uh, got Christmas theme set. <laughs> yeah. Just set like, in Christmas, yeah. Just like Die Hard 2 so, and 1. <laughs> so we finally did it. And we're going to come back. We're going to come back with a palate cleanser. Yes, a palate cleanser. What are we doing, Colin? Uh, I suggested Digi Chara. I don't know what it is yet. Uh, I might not be alive. I'm assured that it's short, so it is. Believe it, it is definitely short. Yep, short. Uh, five minute episodes. There is multiple <laughs> seasons of it, um, but we're just going to watch like the Digi Chariot uh, saga because I guess called different names. Uh, I feel that either it'll drive Steve insane. And me, because, yep, it's yeah nonsensical. Uh, or um, Steve will kill me. It's uh, well, t- one of the two options. Well, we'll see. Uh, and then gave, after the palate cleanser, mm-hmm. we'll be back with our next, our next show. Yeah, which is a bit more serious and uh, once again thoughtful. In... Yeah, and this is this is my choice. Uh, we've been taking kind of turnabout 
Yeah. Um, I cho- I chose Golden Boy for better or for worse, and uh, you chose Ghost Stories for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. And uh, wait, yeah, yeah. And then you you also d- chose uh also chose Harry, but yeah. I well, you did. You were like, what we want to watch, and originally the concept was to watch bad anime. Yeah. When uh, you watched the the, the dubbing of uh, of the swimming scene in Golden Boy episode four, what, I just, we just had to watch it. Where he's uh, it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> where he takes a swimming test to be a swimming instructor, and uh, goes and pretty much drinks the whole pool. Have you got a clip? <laughs> I do. Hang on. Uh... I do like my swimming. <laughs> that's that's the, that's the end of the clip. He's essentially going... <laughs> yeah. I've, got, I've got a few Golden Boy ones. I have this one. Since I didn't have a computer, I had to teach myself using a keyboard made of paper. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, Shit. Uh, notably, the, those last two were all from the first episode. <laughs> they were, yeah. And uh, life is a mystery. And that was from the first episode. Just to see what other ones I've got here. Have you accepted Jesus as your personal savior? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's Ghost Stories first Have you episode. Jesus as your personal savior. <laughs> yeah. Go home, you silly. <laughs> <laughs> Go home, you silly! Is that the first episode of that too? I think it might be, yeah. Because his pajamas are gay. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I still can't. Oh, no, wait. uh, Jesus. Have you accepted Jesus as your personal savior? Uh, And then the last one is this one. Leo! 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 God damn it! God damn it! God damn it! God damn it! Yeah, that pajama scene is like I still hear the I don't hear pajamas when you say it's top jabs or something. <laughs> but these top jabs are gay. It's like what? <laughs> what are you talking about, kid? Oh god damn it. <laughs> Leo. Um Anyway, oh, yeah. Fucking Leo. Uh so yeah, we'll we'll be back to do uh, serial experiments lane, which I'm actually I'm really excited about. I haven't watched it in probably sixteen years. It's been a while. Um, uh, yeah, I must say it's probably. I mean, I watched it probably a bit sooner, and my only time I really watched it because I did start watching it, and then I got distracted with other things, and then I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that I better watch that. I want to see what that's all about. Um, it's a, it's a good one. Yeah, so we kind of like edged ourselves off of bad anime because that's the whole reason why we kind of <clears throat> came back to this one. Cause yeah, the endless eight saga, and now we understand what everyone complains about. It went on. I too think long. the, I think the thing for us is that uh, what we realized well, what like as you said, like the reason we started watching Harahi was because of the endless eight. Mm-hmm. But we decided that it, in order to do that, we really needed the context of the whole show to, mm-hmm. to do that. Um, 
but in doing that i realized that you know like there's there's also something to be talked about in the good stuff and like you know i think occasionally we will like particularly revisit sort of like bad stuff because it's there's some there's some good bad choice of bad stuff yeah there. like like next like, week um yeah like next week yeah. um so like uh, it probably like that's not going to go away forever i think it's just that we want to broaden our horizons into just the stuff we enjoy talking about and like hopefully there's something interesting in that like for me uh that th- that movie is the most enjoyment I've had out of any of the things we've watched. Um, um, and now <laughs> this episode is nearly two hours long. Holy shit. It's such a long episode. We should have broken this into three. We can still do that. No, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. It's too, <laughs> too late now. Um, you got time to edit Yeah, sorry, three. there's a two-hour-long episode. You know, it's, I think like what we've done is uh, condensed the three-hour movie into a tight three-and-a-half-hour podcast. Um, Not all. It's only a three-hour podcast. The last one was about an hour. Was it only an hour? Yeah, so we basically I don't know, man. talked about a, a three-hour movie in three hours. <laughs> well, that's, that's, yeah, about, I... that's about average for us, because we were doing two episodes in an hour, which is actually extending the True. episodes by about five minutes each. True. Hour, hour 20. <laughs> What's an hour 20? So, oh, well. Right. Um, we've yeah, an extra, extra 40 minutes we've gone on. Yeah. But it was, uh, this part was the more intense part of the movie. Oh, for sure. Anyway. Um, it was worth discussing. So yeah, we will be back next week with our palate cleanser, and then we'll be back a week after that to start Serial Experiments Lane. Um, really excited to be back into it. I think now that things have calmed down, mm-hmm. uh, really looking forward to it. It'll be good, man. It'll be good. Uh, so yeah, we do the, the usual closing bits. Yeah, we should probably um, do that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we are a podcast, as you probably know, because you're listening to us. Um, you can or find, not. find us at, or, or not. If you're not listening to us, then I don't know how you're hearing this to know you're not listening to us. But you can find us at anchor.fm forward slash who's that anime. We're also available on all, uh, all good podcasting software: um, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Overcast, everything. Um, Spotify as well. Um, you know. We won't ask for five-star reviews, but any reviews you're willing to give, good, bad, ugly, would be absolutely thrilled to have. Um, we don't make any money from this. We just uh, throw it away by renting movies that we then watch in a way we didn't need to pay for it in the first place. But um, if you really wanted to help us out, it would be super cool if you might tell your friends if they like anime, if they think they might be involved, want to get involved in the conversation. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, we have a Facebook page, that's facebook.com forward slash who's that anime. We post when episodes go up and some updates, and we post some anime memes every now and then. Um, Colin likes to play games on twitch.tv forward slash couchfuel. Yep. Um, not that. streaming Biomutant. No, not streaming anymore. That's the last thing I streamed. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, maybe streams in the future. And, uh, 
now that we're we're able to meet in person again, uh, maybe maybe God willing, we actually do a, a live stream again at some point. Um, that might be yeah. fun. Um, but if you want to see the back, the archive, the archive is available on YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, you just search for Couch Fuel. Um, I sometimes play horror games on twitch.tv forward slash Hail Payman, uh, and you can find the archive of those videos on my YouTube as well. That's just Hail Payman in the search. Yeah. I think we're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, back to that is this has been Who's That Anime with your stars. Steve and Colin. That's me. And me. And Steve. Um, yeah. And we'll uh, catch you next week with their awesome episode of Digi Chariot. Chariot? Chara. Right. Chara. Chara. Bye. Chara. Chara. <laughs>